This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. You're listening to the Millennial Balance Podcast right here on 105.9 The Region, exclusively part of our Discoveries block. I'm Shaliza Bacchus. I'm F. Waba. I hope everyone's doing good so far. Oh my gosh, Shaliza, summer's almost over. So I literally, I was literally <laughs> just like thinking to myself, I'm like, we are midway through September already. Like, yeah. what, what, what happened? Yeah. I blinked and summer was like, okay, bye. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, bye summer, <laughs> like fall's coming this week, like officially. Yeah. But I mean, at least it's still pretty warm outside, but yeah. you know. Enjoy anyway. it while you can, folks. I know. Enjoy it's it while you coming. can. Anyway, with the fall, with September comes going back to school. And finally, after two years, we can kind of get back into the swing of things like 29. It feels like 2019 in the air again yeah, is, is yeah. one way to put it. And uh, as, as every September approaches, I feel like a lot of parents feel like they're more and more out of the loop with their kids, especially now that they're headed back to school. They're with their friends. They're talking to their friends and seeing them in person so much more. And I feel like a lot of millennials are now parents of younger kids as well. So it's hard to keep up with the times and with the slang. I wholeheartedly agree. I'm not a parent and I feel like me listening to the Gen Z generation, I just get upset. <laughs> I could just feel like a frown instantly coming over my face. Even Gen X's will even say, or Gen Y's, I think, would say like, oh, millennials, we have slang. I'm like, no, we don't. Or at least I don't think we do. I mean, but Gen Z are just speaking, I don't know. We had uh, some interns in here at 105.9 The Region and sometimes they would speak and they, they would talk to each other and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, what are you saying? You too, Shaliza? Yeah. Really? Even me. I feel like I can connect with the youngins. Yes. Maybe maybe (laughs) more than the average millennial can. But even I am just left sitting here like, what are we, what are we talking about right now? Wow. If (laughs) if you are experiencing, experiencing that and, and sort of feeling that, I mean, there's no hope for the rest of us. I mean, okay, well, that's why we're here. Okay, we're here to we're here to spread the knowledge. And uh, so this is interesting. According to the mobile shop, roughly half of Canadians 35 and over. So that's 42 percent of Canadians 35 and over have no idea what Gen Z is is saying. They, they've got they've got no cap. They got they got busting. <laughs> Oh, they God. got flex it. Okay, I kind of know what some of those words mean. I know none. Already, <laughs> I'm already zero out of three. <laughs> Upset. Oh, okay, so we thought we should bring in an expert to kind of explain this. So from the mobile shop, Mujib Rahman joins us now to try and decode what Gen Z is saying. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Well, if you call me an expert, I'm very concerned myself now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning as we're going to. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's a learning process for all of us. So Mm -hmm. first of all, how did this survey even come about? Well, I mean, like, you know, we, we sent out and we, like you said, we want to connect with our, with our younger, younger audience. And uh, we have a lot of our younger audience working in our stores. And uh, sometimes they're speaking and I'll walk in. I'm like, Oh, what are you guys talking about? And you're like, Oh yeah, this is all, this is awesome. There's no cap. I'm like, Okay, cool, I guess, right? So, so I mean, like, you know, even with the, the new Manila's walking in and the Gen Z's, you know, in our stores now who are actually working, you know, they're really connecting with the younger crowd. And honestly, like, you know, that's the great part of like, you know, what's happening here. But, you know, our audience that we have in our stores are, you know, we have from a very diverse audience. And, uh, and it's nice for, you know, for the people who come in, 
would like to know what you know our young staff are talking about too. Yeah, it's all about connecting with the young people mm-hmm. because yeah. they are they are in fact our future. Yes, they are, and uh, without the language, I hope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I mean like you know. Uh, you know, when you understand what they're talking about, they're they're very, very like, you know, very smart, very up to date. And, you know, and uh, sometimes, you know, it just, you know, and learning, it doesn't matter what age, learning is a great thing. And uh, this is a great learning process for all of us. So if I can ask, how was the learning process for you when, I mean, you were, you started becoming inundated with all these different slang terms? How was that well, learning curve? Well, my learning curve actually came from my kids because I have two, uh, you know, kids in the uh, Gen Z frame. And, uh, they started talking and I'm like, and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? They, spot, they will talk about Sean Mendez. They'll talk about like, you know, their R5 group or whatever. And, you know, and they talk about like, you know, all the things and they use these words and it's like, and I heard like, you know, they call me like, you know, one day you're chewy. I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm like, you know, so I actually had to look it up and I was like, yeah, okay. I can see why I'm calling me outdated. All right. So like, you know, is that what that means? I know. Yeah. I I honestly didn't know what that meant either. I thought it, I, I thought it was a snack. I, I kid you not. I thought, wow. because I, it reminded because me of Twinkie. Like Chewy? <laughs> yeah, Chewy. Or Chewy. I, like, there, I thought they were talking about the Star Wars character Chewy. I was like, okay, maybe I'm a Chewy now because I'm, you know, dark haired and a little hairy there. I'm like, but no, I looked up the Chewy. It's like, oh, I'm outdated. It's like, yeah, okay, you know, take take pot out to the old man. Let's do this now, right? So, <laughs> okay, what? Are, okay, so we know. I think I can like kind of understand. So, okay, let me let me quiz you then. If sure. you okay, what does no cap mean? No cap. Uh, that basically means it's the it's the truth, you know. So let's. Uh, I'll use it in a framework like you know, uh, get the iPhone 14 today. You're gonna be no cap, meaning that you're just uh, you know in in the know. You know, always like, you know, getting the latest and greatest where if you have the iPhone six, well, you're a chuggy. <laughs> oh, oh, he hit us with a, with a doozy there with a double use of terms. Okay. Next one, bussin. So, I mean, the one that, uh, you know, my kids been using, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, and that just bussin. I'm like, okay, so am I looking for a bus today? What's going on? Right. So, <laughs> no, I mean, like, you know, they were, uh, they're saying it's really good to like you know when they talk about like you know their favorite singers like you know what my youngest daughter's favorite singer is sean mendes he goes can i go to the concert with me bus and i'm like okay so you're taking the bus to the concert and they really so then they use the word chuggy i mean again i was like oh man so i'm really not i'm really outdated here right? so, i think i think we know what their favorite word is yes <laughs> it's a chuggy because they use it on me and my wife and like you know so we're like okay all right we're but now i catch them it's like you know I know you're not saying something nice to me. So I'm going to come back here. <laughs> and, okay, last one. Okay, mm. I, and I think this one's kind of self-explanatory. What about sus? Sus. Well, that's suspicious. Like, you know, and uh, they do use it on the old people. A lot of us, like, you know, you know, we grow up and like, you know, sometimes we don't always believe the old ones. Like, you know, oh, you're, you're kind of sus when you talk to me like that. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Because I'm trying to explain my point of view. It's like, man, you're sus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, they, they've been kind of putting me in my place. So, but, you know, it's good to know because, I mean, they use in their text messages as well and stuff like that. And then they'll send off some short text messages, like, and I'm like, I'm scratching my head. like, what are they telling me today? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so, you know, those are things like, you know, and that's why, like, you know, how does the mobile shop connect with, you know, all these, uh, you know, Gen Z glossaries is because the fact is they use in their text. They use it in their, you know, day-to-day conversations and like, you know, and sometimes you have to decode their text messages. So like, you know, and I wish the new iPhone 14, you know, that would just decode it for me, but I guess not. So maybe that's 
I'll ask the guys at Apple, hey guys, can you just decode all these words as you go along, right? So, so the dictionaries, they go along. <laughs> Urban You're dictionaries so are best like, friends. <laughs> the iPhone 14 has the latest bells and whistles, but you can't decode the Gen Z text. <laughs> Huh? Yes. <laughs> that should be the next thing on the updates. But I, I mean, I'm still honestly picking up my mouth off the floor because <laughs> I'm still on the Twinkie. But <laughs> can we sort of figure out, I mean, have your children or maybe from the research that you've done, like, have they sort of explained where exactly they get these terms from and how they connected <laughs> to the meaning? Because I like I'm trying to figure out you know, when we learn English and they're like, okay, this was from the Greek word and this means that, and you can kind of see the connection. I I cannot try, like for the life of me, can figure out where Trugi comes from in terms of outdated. I'm I'm trying to understand and I, I'm well, not getting the I mean, Like, I mean, like I, in my day, like, you know, that's going back a little bit, I think fossil was the word we used when something was old and you kind of, kind of connected it. But that <laughs> makes sense. A <laughs> yeah. dinosaur, fossil. Yes. Yes, but uh, I'll be honest, there is no etymology like you know how these words come up. It just it just comes out, and and I guess because we're in this in the whole social media world, once a word comes out, it just spreads like wildfire. Like you know, sometimes like you know when I was growing up, it took a while for any type of you know lingo to kind of spread out. But anything you just say one thing on Twitter and boom, it just goes on fire, right? So, <laughs> so on I mean, so, fire, that's fire. Yes. Dude, is that one? Is that one a tricky word? One. I feel no. like that's, I feel like that's kind of a crossover because I okay. feel like I feel like I've heard people around our age say that as well. Yes. I mean, you know like, what? You know... Can I just say the millennials walked so the Gen Zs could run? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Is lit outdated now or is lit chuggy? Goodness gracious. What is going okay. on? So, so yeah, <laughs> lit is chuggy. <laughs> if, you oh. really want, if you really want to do, you know, beyond amazing, it's extra fire your extra oh. fire <laughs> extra yeah, nobody flame. says lit anymore <laughs> no it's extra wow fire. <laughs> so i guess when you go to the emojis like you fire the two like you know the, the two fire icons that probably would be extra fire <laughs> and you know what speaking of emojis so there are two like laughing crying emojis right that mm -hmm. are popular so there's a new one that's like it's like sideways with like like crossed crossed eyes or whatever apparently that's the cool one to use and only millennials use the original laughing crying face is that true it's true uh my kids will text me back and say you're you're chuggy sending those old, old, old emojis and icons i was like oh okay <laughs> I'm, I'm not cooling it by there and even my text form <laughs> I think Afo and I were talking over text and Afo, I think you used the, the Gen Z one. I think you, you see, did. but I, I, I wasn't thinking about it. It was just there Honest, honest to goodness. That is actually the one that I don't prefer, but I've just started using it just for the sake of using it. I had no idea that that's like the Gen one, Gen Z one. And honestly, probably out of protest, I'll probably stop using it just <laughs> now that I know that Gen Zs are saying that it's cool. I'm just going to prove them all wrong. Like, you know what? I'm laughing. No need for you to decode whether I'm old or young based off of my laughing emojis. This has gone too far. I think this, well, <laughs> there needs to be a speaking line. Speaking of which, speaking of going too far, the skeleton emoji, oh. that means you're dead. Like, you know, like, like, you yeah, know, that's fair. Well, that, that, that would make sense. But uh, I can just say this is like, you know, that we have such a lot of like, you know, millennials and Gen Z's in our stores, come by the mobile shop, like, you know, and they can actually help you guys out decode. It is a language. So come by our team and crew are very like, you know, be able to like and decode anything. And, you know, they'll be happy with everything. Like, you know, they're, they're non-biased. They, 
we have everything under the roof at one in one place, you know, whether you're on Roger, Telus or Bell, and you know, this will allow you to have a lot of great conversations. And that's what they're there to do. They're just helping to decode the language because I'll be honest, my crew, my staff tell me everything too. I was like, oh, so I try not to look, I try not to look dumb when they tell me. I was like, okay. So like I'll decode this myself. And then, you know, I'm like, well, I'm kind of in the know, right? So yeah, no, they they are they're very great at it. They're they're unbiased. They'll they give you a lot of great information, you know. Have a great conversation with them. They they will definitely help you with this language because they did help me. So I mean, both with my kids and my my crew, they definitely you know did help me. And I think the word crew is even outdated. So I have to figure that word out too. Oh jeez. So. <laughs> yeah, nobody says that anymore. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. Um, do you find that Gen the Gen Z generation like they're receptive to you when they realize that you're using their language, or do they? do they sort of recoil and think, oh, now that the adults know it, we have to sort of figure out another word so that we can keep our coded sort of language, if you will? Uh, you know, at times, you know, I would say like, you know, you know, they would find, if they find it amusing that you're using it, then they'll make fun of you, which is a, actually is a good thing. So I would say to everyone out there, don't, don't take offense. They're making fun, but it's, it's a good fun. And then, yeah, and then they'll find another word because I mean, yes, there is some stuff that, you know, you have to decode. So like, you know, but it's a it's a good you know back and forth you know it's it's part of between you know the generational gaps like you know I remember when you know with my generation like you know with my parents you know like we would always have our own words my parents said what are you talking about like you know but it's a fun thing and I think it's uh, you know keeps everyone sharp and on you know learning it as we go as we go through this process of like you know trying to connect with everyone from our generation because it is different. <laughs> Yeah. And it's definitely going to happen again once another generation comes around. And then, yeah, Jen said, you guys aren't going to be the cool ones. Anyway. Yeah, y'all be old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I... as, as Mujib said, definitely check out the mobile shop. They can help you with so much more than just your phone. They can even tell you which emoji is appropriate for whatever conversation you may be having. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Bye now. Extra fire emojis. <laughs> <Holla>. <laughs> Do you have an idea or a podcast to share? Send it to us here at Discovery, the radio show for podcasters on 1059 The Region. This is Mental Health Moments, the podcast dedicated to breaking down barriers and sharing your stories. Brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Hey there and welcome to another episode of Mental Health Moments hosted by yours truly, Phil McCabe, and brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Before we get into today's show, did you know that Discovery, the wonderful program that hosts this podcast, and moreover, this podcast, Mental Health Moments, is on all major podcast platforms? It's true. Whatever you use to get your podcast, you uh, just have to search Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, and you will find all of our wonderful programs, whether that be New Music Podcast, Millennial Balance, this one, some of the wonderful uh, clients we have as well. It's true. Check it out. It's the most wonderful time. I know what you're thinking, Phil, that's a Christmas song. Why the dickens are you playing that in the middle of September? And why are you using a phrase like, why the dickens? Well, for me, that song will be forever associated with back to school. My dad, Jean-Marc, would sing that in the weeks and days leading up to the school year starting as a way to bug myself and my brothers and remind us that summer was coming to an end. Looking back on my time in elementary and high school, I hated it. And that goes beyond teen angst. There are a lot of good memories from my time in school, but there is equally as many bad ones for me. Which brings me to today's topic. Bullying. You 
Even now in my 30s, back to school brings a lot of negative feelings for myself, and I've been out of school for years now. The reason I bring that up is because it was only relatively recently that I started to connect uh, my bullying experience to why I was dreading back to school every year, and even now removed from school, uh, this time of the year tends to bring up a lot of negative emotions in myself. I'm 100% confident that there are people out there that had things much worse, and I'm equally as sure that there are people that had it much better than me. But perspective aside, I wanted to lay out some of the things that I experienced, my opinion on the kind of impact that had on my formative years, and I'll close by finding some positive spins and what the internet suggests for parents and children dealing with bullying. And let me just say once again, I am no expert in the topic. I literally just googled bullying tips for parents and bullying tips for children and kind of put it together that way. To be frank, I genuinely could not document the entirety of the bullying experience I had through my schooling, both because my memory is not great, but also because it was so often that it's all kind of blurred together, which is not a dramatization, unfortunately. Thinking back, there are a couple scenarios that stand out to me as pretty impactful on my formative years. The first one was when I was walking home from school and two boys were walking the same direction as me and decided that for some reason I was better suited in a ditch, so they shoved me backpack and all into the ditch. Laughed and walked away as I tried to dust myself off and get home. It was very upsetting at the time, but even thinking back on it as an adult, I don't fully understand why they did that other than because I was different. Next in line of children being unnecessarily mean for some reason, uh, one of the cool kids back in elementary school, I'll avoid giving names because I'm not here just to sewer people on the off chance they hear this. It, it, it doesn't matter. I've moved on from this. But anyway, one of the cool kids invited me for a sleepover, which in the moment felt like I was I was turning a corner that finally this weird kid that got bullied nonstop was going to be one of the cool kids that I was going to be included that I was in fact cool. It wasn't the case. Uh, weeks removed from the night of hanging out with one of the cool kids, I learned the real purpose of this. This young lad brought me to his house for the sole purpose of generating ammo for bullying me in front of our classmates. Whether that be highlighting my anger issues while playing video games, suggesting that the risque magazine that he showed me was in fact mine and I was creepily obsessed with it, and on and on and on, there was several scenarios throughout the night that he used as ammunition to then make fun of me in front of our peers. And again, I, I'm not saying these things for pity. I'm not saying these things to make this person feel bad if they're out there listening. That's not why I'm saying this. I'm just saying these are experiences I believe had a pretty detrimental impact on my formative years and helped shape who I am today. But moving along, the last one that I wanted to talk about before moving into some positives and tips for adults and uh, children all over the place. I believe this one happened in grade 10 essentials math. I'm not sure why that particular detail sticks out, but it does. One of my classmates on an almost daily basis would pick on me and insult my cerebral palsy, calling me a gimp, the R word, basically every insult you can think of to demean a physically challenged human being. Now, I was used to having my CP being the thing that others would pick out while bullying because it's what made me different. It's what gave me special attention from our teachers and the principals and on and on and on. It was an easy thing to spot as the the chink in my armor, so to speak. That was what people would focus on. And to be honest, even the kids from the first two stories made fun of me for that, too. But the this was literally every single day in this class. Before the teacher walked in, I was berated with insults and hurtful language. 
all three of these stories have something in common in the sense that in the moment as I was experiencing them, I just thought it was part of life to be exposed to this level of ridicule for existing that in the moment I felt this was life. This is what I had to deal with. It is unfortunate and no one should have to deal with these things, but the sun does come out tomorrow. Um, no, I'm not just quoting Annie, but it does get better with time. And I think that it's important to tell people about it and tell people that you're experiencing these things as opposed to just assuming that it's a part of life. Anyway, more tips coming up in just a little bit. Looking back on it now, there is positives to be found. So in that first story, I'd like to lie to you and say that I learned how to sprint or develop self-defense skills, but that's simply not the case. I, I didn't develop self-defense skills, and frankly, I probably ran even slower after that. The positive that I found thinking back on it and kind of rehashing it for the sake of this podcast I told my parents what happened and they told the school and this was kind of a, a turning point for myself in the sense that I had found my voice. Although the bullying didn't stop, it made it a little bit easier that people knew I, I was suffering through this, that this, these things were happening and it wasn't just a one-off, that it, you know I, I needed help in carrying this luggage. I needed help in dealing with these struggles. I, like I said, I found my voice. I wanted to use this again to encourage parents to listen to your children. If they're telling you that something is happening, don't just brush it off as boys will be boys or uh, children are just mean sometimes. Listen to them. And there's a very real chance you, you might hear something if you listen to not just the words, but the message behind the words. Now, going back to the exchange with the cool kid fake friendship. This was a bit harder to find a positive, but ironically, I would say that this story was the first time in my life that I was met with a chance to find a positive spin. Despite the bullying that came after, the night of was pretty fun. You know, his mom made us a nice meal. I got to try a video game that I had never played before. And even though his motives were nefarious, that he was really only doing this for selfish, mean ben, um, reasons. The night itself was kind of fun. And I think that that kind of sparked the, the idea that there is positives to be found in awful scenarios. And the last story was an easy positive. This particular story in my life, I think, led to why I'm so quick-witted now. And further to that, I think it's where I learned that if I was laughing at and poking fun at myself and my own security insecurities, excuse me, the bullies couldn't use it against me. I 100% believe that the more I made fun of myself, the more I was poking fun at my cerebral palsy and, and the various insecurities I had, the less it presented as ammunition for the bullies. You know, I, I was able to poke fun at myself and take advantage of basically make the joke before they could. So it wasn't funny anymore. It wasn't something they could use against me that I was now making fun of myself and they were left wondering, oh, well, now what do I say about them? Now, before we move on to coping skills and some of the tips I gathered from the internet, I just wanted to say that it is my belief that bullying is a young person's way of deflecting from their own issues and insecurities. If they are belittling those around them, perhaps they feel big in that moment. Perhaps there are things going on in their life that they feel the need to lash out and put the attention and the negativity on someone else so they don't feel it in that moment. 
I also believe that on some level, bullying does unintentionally build character. Not that I would ever condone intentionally harming others or physically or mentally giving someone a hard time, but I do think that this is a giant opportunity for both the victim and the perpetrator to grow as a person. Now, bearing in mind that I am in no way an expert, I have turned to the internet for some guidelines and some tips and suggestions for both parents and children. So if you're listening to this and you've got children out there, perhaps this is worth a listen. Today, help for parents comes to us from kidshelp.org. According to the website, there are things to look out for if you're a parent to a child dealing with bullying. According to our friends at kidshelp.org, something to look out for in your child is they may begin to act differently. They're not eating or sleeping the way they normally would. They may even start avoiding certain things or activities. And in some cases, they may seem moodier than normal. That's not to say a moody teenager isn't moody as is, but if you see things going beyond the realm of normal, if the angstiness is just heightened, that they're upset more, that they're angry more, they're sad more, all of these things are I think are normal as a child develops, but what kidshelp.org is saying here is if things seem worse than they have been, or if the child is behaving in such a way that seems out of out of place under the circumstances. Now, this website suggests that there are ways to help your child deal with bullying, and assuming that you've spoken to them about what they might be experiencing, and they have confirmed that they're experiencing bullying, they say that it's important to praise your child for doing the right thing by talking to you about it. You can remind your child that they're not alone, that in every scenario, even if it feels like they're dealing with it in isolation, that is not the case. If your child is trying to talk to you about their bullying experience, listen to them calmly and offer comfort and support. Kids are often reluctant to tell adults about bullying because they feel embarrassed or ashamed that it's happening or worry that the parents will be disappointed, upset, angry, or reactive. I know in my own experience with bullying, that was something that I dealt with that in a different sense, as I said earlier in the show, for me, bullying felt like it was just a part of life and that there wasn't really a need to tell an adult about it because I thought that was a part of everyday life. And that's simply not the case. The last tip for you, if you're a parent or guardian of someone dealing with bullying, is let someone at the school know what's happening, whether that be a teacher, principal, or counselor. For all we know, these these parental figures at the school, these adults, these role models, aren't aware that these things are happening and haven't stepped in simply because they aren't aware. So it's worth talking about for sure. Now, I doubt that there's going to be children or teens listening to this. If there is, or even if there's parents that are lost in trying to help their kids, here's what kidshelp.org suggests. Uh, If you're a child dealing with bullying, avoid the bully or use a buddy system. If there's certain areas these negative activities or interactions are taking place, until you can turn to an adult, avoidance and support are key. One thing that I wish I knew as a kid is to practice and work at not reacting. The bully will take a reaction and use that line of bullying to get those reactions going forward. No reactions means they could potentially move on. Further to that, tell the bully to stop and walk away before this exchange. Or you can practice seeming uninterested in what they are saying or doing, which may make them bored and their attempts to get a reaction out of you may just stop because they just simply aren't getting the reaction out of you. This last one is very important for anyone dealing with negative emotions, dealing with negative scenarios. I think it's important that this applies to not just bullying, but since we are talking about bullying, this is very important. Tell an adult 
tell a parent, tell a teacher, tell someone about what you were going through. Whatever the bullying is, you have to know that you are never alone and you never need to suffer alone. So if there is someone that is bullying you, please tell someone about it. There is certainly help there if you need it. And all that to say, until next time, you are loved. If you or someone you love is struggling with mental health concerns, contact a local agency near you. This has been Mental Health Moments, brought to you by 105.9 The Region. Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.